0: Of the week and we've got them for you best bits of the week with morgan number
1: two hey y'all thanks for taking the time to listen it's morgan number two here and this is the best bits of the week i'm counting down the best seven segments from the show this week based on all your engagement you know from social media online phone calls Text messages, emails, and I count them down from seven to one. Now, this week, I'm bringing on Raimundo with me to do a little co hosting, share some behind the scenes, especially about his bro talks. But first up, we're gonna talk Jason Aldean. Jason Aldean came in this week for an interview and he talked about his best piece of marriage advice. Plus, he shared if he will ever reverse his vasectomy. This is breaking news, okay? I mean, he gave us the real deal exactly how he feels. Listen now to this interview.
2: Number seven. Go.
3: On the Bobby Bones Show now,
1: Jason L. Dean.
3: Jason, how are you, bud? I'm good, man. How are you? Doing pretty good. I was, you know, seeing that you're going to come back. We've announced that you are playing live again. It's uh, on sale Friday, bonarufarm.com. But first of all, tell me about this show. And then at the end of you telling me about what the show is, like what in your mind right now, what's the first song you want to play when you finally get back on a stage?
0: Uh, we back, <laughs> we back, you know, it's been, you know, it's, as for everybody, I mean, it's been a long year for, for us and, you know, a lot of people, but in the music industry, you know, the artists and, and kind of the behind the scenes people too, you know, our bands and crews and everybody involved. So, uh, you know, I think for us just to finally kind of get that glimmer of hope that things are somewhat getting back to normal for for us is is pretty exciting so uh you know we're getting the chance to go out play a couple shows and um hopefully it's going to be the start of of many you know to come here over the next few months
3: jason aldean live from the bonnaroo farm in tennessee to uh the two nights of concerts may 14th and 15th are you both of those nights are you just one of those nights
0: no, we're going to do it. We're both of those nights. So, uh, trust me, we need the, we need the practice. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going to do two nights there. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of a limited capacity kind of thing and, and trying to, to make sure that it's safe for everybody. I mean, it's, uh, I think there's maybe 5,000 people a night and then we're doing these pods, like four four-person pods or something like that. And so, uh, you know, trying to make it a safe for everybody, but still get a chance to, you know, for people to watch a show and for us to get a chance to play a little bit and, uh, you know, kind of get everything moving in the right direction again.
3: Tickets on sale this Friday, BonnarooFarm.com. Yeah, and they'll be sold in groups of 4 a by 8 pod, with pods arranged to follow six feet of distance, but you get to go to a live show. And I've said before, I think this late summer and fall It's kind of you know balls to the wall. Like it's it's time to play shows again. Most everybody will be vaccinated. Everybody that wants to be vaccinated will be vaccinated. So let's go. Is that kind of what's happening in your head? Like you think fall we're ready to go?
0: Yeah, I mean I feel like that'll be the case. Um, You know I feel like with the with the vaccine, obviously it's put a lot more people's mind at ease, and um, you know, and it's one of those things where people have the option now. If, If you know if they're worried about COVID or whatever, they have a chance to go get vaccinated and make them feel better about it. And people that don't, you know, that, that don't want to get it, don't have to. And, and um, you know, I, I kind of feel like if if you choose to not get it and, and go to a show, then, you know, that, that's your prerogative. And, you know, it, it should be everybody's prerogative of, of whether they want to get it or don't or whatever. So um, I, I think for us, it's just making sure people feel comfortable about getting back around crowds like that and and so they can kind of have fun and not have to sit there and worry about who's standing next to them or or whatever. So I think by the fall, um, you know, I I think it'll be getting better. I feel like that's probably when things will really open back up full time for us, I'm hoping.
3: Jason Aldean is on with us. Our producer, Raymundo wanted to come to your house and do a version of Cribs. Any chance we can make that happen? Or just like a closet or like a fridge or something? (laughs) Yeah! What? what? (laughs)
0: Hey, come on. Anytime you guys have an open invitation, man. That's not
3: true. This is one of those showbiz things <laughs> is true. where, where Dean's like, hey, man, come on by anytime you want. And then if we showed up, you know, the cops would be there. Uh, <laughs> well, officer, we got uh, two.
0: Well, I'm, I'm clearly not working right now, so I'm at home most of the time. <laughs> so you guys are welcome. How many times a week? And
3: I ask this because in my life I've bought things, for example, like a, I bought a, a treadmill at one point in my life. I never used it. Right. I bought a pool table and I was like, why did I buy a pool table? I never use it how many times a week do you use that bowling alley in your house?
0: Um, on an average week, I, I don't really use it that much, but you know, Easter, we had everybody here at our house and, and, um, you know, a lot of the family and stuff were over. And and so uh, my brother-in-law Chuck wicks, who, you know, he would, he was out there, he loves to bowl. So a lot of times it's when people come over, they'll go out there and use it. But typically if it's just, Me and Britt here at the house with the kids, I don't go out there a whole lot. I have a golf simulator out there, too, and I I tend to use that more than I use the bowling alley. Are you a good golfer? No. Oh. There's definitely room for improvement, (laughs) for sure.
3: Do you play with the whole country music golf crew, like the Charles Kellys, the Cole Swindells, Darius Ruckers? Do you ever get out there with those guys?
0: I haven't played with some of them. I mean, uh, you know, there's some some of my friends that are songwriters in town. Dallas Davidson, Ernest, some of those guys. I'll uh, I'll go out and play some, but uh, Charles and Darius are, are they're they're another level. I think they're pretty good, you know. And I don't need to go with those guys. I like to go out and have fun and you know have a few beers and just have a good time. I, those guys are too good to play with me.
3: I know you're a Post Malone fan. I remember you posting when you went to one of his concerts here in town. Would you hop on a Post Malone song if he did a country album?
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, my thing's always been, I, I like, you know, anything that that's cool, whether it's, you know, R&B or pop or hip hop or whatever it is. And, and Post is one of those guys. I, I just, I really love the stuff he's he's put out over the last few years. And, and so I've kind of become a big fan. I went to his show when he came to Nashville. Uh, I guess it was last year. I went to see him in concert there and, and, uh, he's great, man. I mean, he's just a, he's a great artist. So yeah, if he, he asked, I would definitely be on board. And he's also someone
3: who loves and genuinely respects country music, right? You can have different kinds of musical tastes, even yourself. Some would say that your country music is a brand of like rock country. Would you define yourself in that kind of country music category? It's more of a rock and roll style.
0: I mean, I would say there's definitely elements of that in in there for sure. I mean, rock was a huge influence for me growing up rock, Southern rock, um, you know, but then obviously country was too. So I feel like, you know, we have songs like drowns whiskey and things like that, that are, you know, a lot more on the traditional side, but you know, if I'm going to play a tempo song, I want it to have, you know, I want it to sound like a rock and roll song. So, I mean, there's definitely a lot of that in there for sure. Um, but you know, I've like I said, man. I've just always been a fan of of all different kinds of music. I just feel like if it's if it's cool, it's cool.
3: You recently celebrated six years with your wife. What is the key to, in your opinion, a healthy marriage?
0: Um, I think communication for sure. Um, you know, it's just we, we talk about everything, and and um, you know, we we really are best friends, and I think that's the that's the key. We try not to go you know, too, too long without seeing each other. I mean, there's times where I'll have to go out on the road and play shows or whatever, be gone for a few days. And, and at some points, like maybe a couple of weeks, but I try to never go, you know, more than no more than two weeks without ever coming home or, or seeing her or having them come out to wherever I'm at or whatever. So, um, but communication to me is, is the biggest thing. I think.
3: Jason Aldine is on with us. He just announced he's going to play two shows. Uh, It's really the first live music announcement, maybe since Miranda announced she was doing those shows at Billy Bob's, but it's, it's, we're slowly trickling in. He's doing these shows and in a safe way uh, happening at, out of the farm at Bonnaroo. All right, man. Well, I think that's pretty much it. I do. I had a lot of listeners hit me up because I said, Hey, what is it about Jason you want to know? And probably four different people said he has an account on TikTok that he hasn't posted on since 2020. Like, are are you just holding it for a big announcement? Like, why are you not doing dances on TikTok? I, I don't know what we're missing here, but you haven't been on there in a year.
0: Yeah, well, I, I think I got a little caught up in, in when TikTok was first kind of getting started. It was a new thing. I was like, all right, well, let me go create a TikTok account, and and I I think I posted something, one or two things on there, and and uh, and then I'm just like, man, this is I don't know. It's it's a I'm just now figuring out Instagram, so now I got to figure out something <laughs> completely different. I don't know. I'm just when it comes to uh, social media, you know, I kind of I kind of get hot and cold. I'll get on something for a while, and then I, you'll see. Even on Instagram, I'll, I'll post a lot for a little bit, and then I won't post anything for a while. And so I think TikTok was kind of like that. I, I kind of got excited for a second and created an account, and then just never really put anything on. it. I have to ask
3: you this question because listeners. So, and it's written on a piece of paper here.
0: You don't have to answer it, but it
3: says, "Ask Jason if he ever thinks about reversing his vasectomy."
0: Uh, no, after four kids, <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> all right, there he is. "Hey, get tickets at com. Uh, Jason, nice job, and uh, we will we'll see you soon, all
0: right, man." All right, buddy, I appreciate it, man. Right. Thanks for having me. See you
4: later. It's
0: the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number 2.
1: Coming in at number six, we found out on the show this week that Eddie used to sleep with a police scanner. That's a pretty odd habit to have. Ray, did you have any like odd things that you did growing up?
5: I guess uh, now the millennials wouldn't really understand this, but we used to listen to the radio when it came to sporting events. So I'd listen to a lot of baseball games on the radio. We'd, I didn't have the TV channel that had the baseball games. So kind of like the police scanner, I would just sit there at night and all I would hear was the radio.
1: You wouldn't watch it on TV. Could you not watch it on TV yet?
5: Well, listen, my dad was a cheap beep, so he didn't like to buy cable. So we would have the bunny ears. So we maybe got four channels and we never got baseball or the good sports. So it was always if you wanted to either listen to it on a radio or we went over to a friend's house to watch the big sporting events.
1: Does it make you feel old that like kids now won't listen to a sports game on the radio?
5: no. It, technology advances. It's so normal now to see a kid looking at an iPad and watching a game, watching highlights. That's just an, that's just how life, is. it just moves along. So it, the fact that they don't listen to the radio, they are missing out because there's details. It, it helps you become a good listener. Uh, other than that, let them look on their iPad. It's a lot cooler. They're probably bored out of their minds with the radio.
1: <laughs> Did you ever like anticipate yourself? like You were listening to these games on the radio, and now you do a sports podcast and you're on the radio did you ever like foresee that happening
5: i kind of did i I always wanted to be a broadcaster so i think eventually maybe i will be where i'm on tv and i'm actually calling the play-by-play like here's the 2-2 pitch swung on and drilled deep to right field that ball's going back 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 it's a home run and nashville leads one to zero
1: i mean you're really good at that why aren't you doing like some side gigs with that
5: I really wish I could, but I believe it's a huge time obligation. We already have this full time job. I don't. I can't go to a a game at four in the afternoon and get done at eight at night. It just doesn't work with my schedule.
1: But if it's something you're passionate about, I feel like you need to go after this, right?
5: Well, and I feel the Titans were looking for a PA announcer. But do I really want to go to Titan Stadium? Sundays from 10 a.m. till three in the afternoon I don't I don't want to give up a five hour chunk of my Sundays just to say first and ten so some of the dreams you just have to say that was probably not the best dream but I still do think I could be on TV and broadcasting a baseball football or basketball those three
1: okay so so you are saying you still want the dream but you don't necessarily want to chase it is that what i'm hearing
5: what i've realized is i do want the dream but it is so hard to do the broadcasting as well as this job so maybe if this job moves to where bones is doing something else and maybe this is part-time then i could do the sports broadcasting as it is right now it would be virtually impossible there's only so many hours in the day
1: I just feel like we're missing out on a really cool thing. And you could even go viral so many times because you'd be like the announcer behind all the sports videos.
5: Well, and I'm telling you, I've listened to a lot of them. There's not a great crop of talent out there right now. They really are missing somebody like me. So this year, next year, I don't know when exactly, but I do need to put my foot in that pool of water and start broadcasting.
1: What do you think makes you like stand out? I mean, I think you sound great doing it, but what do you think is like your calling factor that makes you better than the the crop, as you say, that's out there?
5: I would be better at describing things. I, I feel like they've, they use stuff they've heard in the past where they'll say, oh, it's a beautiful day today, John, isn't it? Yeah, Mark, it's a sunny day. Whereas I would say, Man, I was just on Broadway, and I tell you what, I wanted to have a shot. I wanted to have a shot of liquor. All right, here we are, (laughs) Titan Stadium. (laughs) I was just kidding around with my co-host.
1: So it's like updated lingo, kind of.
5: Exactly, and I just feel like because of radio, we do it every day of the week, I would be better at explaining what I'm seeing. It's called theater of the mind, and I think I would do the best job at that.
1: Well, there you go. You've heard a lot of research done by Ray, and I think in the coming years we're going to have a Raymundo sports broadcaster on our hands. (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, here's now why he even talked about it in the first place, Eddie. You're so weird.
2: Number six, Eddie.
3: What happened near your house? There was some guy barricaded into a
2: hotel or something. It was crazy, man. So they had blocked The cops had blocked the road, and uh, there were just probably fifty plus cops surrounded the Cracker Barrel and a hotel or whatever. So how close I, to your house? I would say about five minutes from my house. Uh, just right before I get onto the interstate. And so I see a camera guy there, and I always feel connected to camera guys because I used to work in the news, so I roll my window down. I'm like, hey, man, what happened? He said, all we know is somebody got shot. That's all we know. But, I mean, it was a big deal. There was 50 cop cars. Uh, They were blocking the road and everything, but later when I got wherever I was going, I finally found out later what had happened. It was crazy. So there was a murder in Memphis, and the U.S. Marshals found out that the suspect for that murder was in that hotel there by my house, barricaded. They approached him, and then when they knocked on the hotel door, he had shot three shots towards the door, towards the officers. Didn't hit anyone, thankfully. So they call it, caused a whole SWAT situation. That's where I was driving by and That's it, where you came in hey, to hey, save. That's yeah, where save the I day. was. Yeah. And then they had kind of like swarmed the whole area. It was a 6-hour ordeal. They had blocked the interstate because this guy was barricading himself and then to find out that he eventually just shot himself and 6 hours later they found him in his hotel room.
3: How do they end up finding the guy?
2: So they send, the SWAT has a drone that they send into these places that just kind of with a camera and they get to survey the scene with the drone and that's where they saw him laying there dead.
3: So do they knock out a window and then fly the drone through?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think there's a series of uh, smoke bombs and then robots and things like that and then they probably crack the door open and send the drone in. Well, you just got to know what's going on, don't you? I always have to know what's going on. If there's a cop car in my neighborhood, guess who's walking the dog? This guy. I'm going to walk the dog towards there and look at the cop and be, what's going on, man? Everything okay? So that's your way to get in, is to be, be bopping by with the dog. Almost make it look like I'm just going on with my day and, oh, I happen to run into this. Like, everything okay? What's going on here, officer? It's okay. It's fine. Just a so-and-so, whatever, a little heart attack. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you. You don't care? You can drive by a big yeah, scene. and not care? I'm cares? not
3: meant to be there. Oh, man. I'm
2: not meant to be there and I might may actually hinder what's going on. Bones, not only do I need to know, then when in, I'm in traffic, I roll the window down and tell the person next to me, <laughs> somebody got shot. Somebody got shot is what I found out. <laughs> Were you a big gossiper in high school? No. uh-oh. But you know what? Ever since, my dad always listened to the police scanner when I was a kid. So when I went to college, he gave me a police scanner. I used to sleep with the police scanner because I needed to know what was going on. Something you didn't know about me. You slept with the police scanner all the time. And then, and then when my wife and I started like seriously dating, she was just like, That's got to stop. You're not doing that anymore.
3: You tried to keep the police scanner in your room
2: totally because my dad did that all, my, the whole well, my whole childhood. What was your dad's purpose of that? Nothing just to find out what's going on in town, nosy. Yeah. And one time, one time, Bones, he heard my brother getting pulled over by oh, <laughs> listening to the police scanner. It was great. Every I think that's when I got hooked. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny What do you remember about that? So I remember he was outside Drinking beer Barbecuing And he had the scanner going And my brother was out With some friends And then he heard Like oh you got So and so He had pulled over here uh, Expired license And going a little over The speed limit So then my dad Just kind of perked up Like hey That's your brother This is your brother Right here Listen up So then he, my brother Got home a couple hours later And my dad's like So how did it go? It was great Nothing happened? No, nothing. <laughs> you didn't get pulled over by the cops? And then you got busted, obviously. But I, I was hooked after that. That's funny.
1: It's
5: the
2: best bits of the week show. with Morgan number two.
1: Coming up now, all of us on the show shared the one movie that we would watch on repeat. We were talking about Movie Mike's movie podcast where he talks about movies that you could watch forever. So definitely check out that podcast. But what's really cool is each of us shared a different movie. And I'm telling you, we are all across the board when it comes to our favorite movies. I shared Sweet Home Alabama, which, you know, I'm partial. I think that was the best. And Ray, what was the movie that you shared?
5: Wedding Crashers. It's super funny. And there's a lot of stuff you can quote to your friends and everybody will get it.
1: Okay, so we we shared those movies in this segment coming up. But I want to know, Ray, what is the TV show that you would watch on repeat?
5: Uh, thinking about it now, I would say family guy and I haven't watched it in years, but I tell you what, there would be times in college where there wasn't a lot going on. Maybe it's a slow weekend, not a lot of parties, you know what I'm saying? And we would watch family guy Friday, Saturday, Sunday, maybe not sports going on. It was so funny and it's just an easy watch. It flies by. It, it's an underrated show and I really could watch it the rest of my life. Cause it reminds me of cartoons as a kid. It's kind of nostalgic, but it's the adult version.
1: Can I make a confession about family guy? Yeah. So family guy and South park are two like cartoon shows that come on after like friends or something. I'm watching on TBS. I'll like take a nap and I'll be watching friends and I wake up to family guy and those characters haunt my dreams because of it. Uh, I will, I'll wake up and they're like yelling at each other. And they're these little cartoon characters. And now I have nightmares about Family Guy.
5: Yeah, be careful with that one. The South Park guys probably are nightmarish. But Family Guy are actually really lovable characters. If you really watch it.
1: I don't believe you. Like for the few minutes I watch it, I'm like, why is this on my TV screen?
5: So funny. But girl. I do know
1: it's a really like popular TV show. So I know I'm very alone in that <laughs> nightmare that I'm having.
5: Listen, this nightmare, whenever you start watching family guy, you're going to be a, a, your future guy. You date, marry, whatever. Every guy loves family guy. So that is an attractive quality. If your wife, fiance enjoys family guy as well. I'm telling you, that's a tip right there.
1: So you're telling me I need I need to watch family Guy so I can get a boyfriend.
5: Every dude that you're potentially going to date watched family guy in college. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs>
1: I, I need I need this study on this because if I am going to commit to this and this is how I'm going to get a boyfriend, I really need the research on it before I commit my whole life to this. All right. <laughs> but also tell me, what is the one food? If you could only eat like one food for the rest of your life, what would it be?
5: It's not healthy, but it's the food that I think about most often. And it is cookie dough. I grew up with it. My mom would make a huge batch and us kids, we, we would do Recon operation, trying to get in there and get the cookie dough, and it was the ones with the eggs in it. Now they make a edible cookie dough that's very healthy and it doesn't get you sick. There was a potential you could get very ill back in the day because we would actually put raw eggs in the cookie dough. Now it's sold commercially at Publix, Walmart cookie dough that you can just eat. This is co- I mean, it is so good. The sugar with the texture with the chocolate. It if it came as a dessert at a restaurant, I would get it every time. Luckily, they now package it. Whatever. It is so freaking good. Thinking back, I used to buy, this is when I was unhealthy. I would buy a tub of it and just keep it in the fridge, and it would be my dessert. Sometimes for breakfast, I would eat cookie dough. I love cookie dough.
1: <laughs> okay, but what is the flavor of cookie dough?
5: Uh, it's sugary chocolate with a, with a, with a very easy-to-eat texture. It's, I, so is
1: what is, like is this food chip? Now,
5: It's Chocolate chips are in it. But it's almost... Uh...
1: Like a chocolate chocolate chip?
5: Okay, it's a cookie that isn't baked.
1: <laughs> I, well, I know what do cookie dough, but all the cookie doughs have flavors.
5: Okay, well then it, <laughs> it's the chocolate cookie dough. Okay, sorry.
1: <laughs> okay, so it's just chocolate.
5: Gosh dang it, was it Food Network? I was is like, it, what is this chick wait, trying to get I've at? I've
1: never heard of a chocolate sugar cookie. What? Oh my
5: gosh. <laughs> what is happening?
1: What? I'm I'm serious. You know these cookie doughs have flavors, right?
5: Yes, yes, yes. So it's just the normal chocolate chip cookie dough flavor. Okay,
1: so just good old fashioned. Sorry. You were describing it like it was
6: a chocolate sugar cookie. Sorry.
5: (laughs) Holy crap. I thought that was like Emerald Agassi or some segment on a cooking show.
1: No, that was I mean, I was just asking you a basic question over here, right?
5: I got flustered.
1: Oh man. Okay, well, my TV show. If have you ever seen this show? Okay, are you ready? Go. New Girl.
5: Uh, in and out. Never watched a full episode, but it's been on the TV before. Never, I don't know characters or a, even a plot line or anything.
1: I'm going to need you to watch this show because it is the one I would watch on repeat, but also you're the Schmidt character. Have you heard that before?
5: People have told me that.
1: Like, I know you're Joey from Friends, but I'm telling you, I think you're more Schmidt from New Girl. Like,
5: I'm pulling it up now. Let's Schmidt
1: see. from New Girl has a douchebag jar and it's hilarious.
5: Look at this dude. He kind of does look like me.
1: Yeah, you guys have similar vibes. Like, he's a really lovable character, but he also, like, he just has his moments where he's being, like, a frat boy. And I feel like that's very you sometimes.
5: And me and him virtually have the exact same birthday.
1: See, I need you to watch this show so you can confirm. Also, watch it with your wife, Laura, so she can also confirm. All right. Okay, that's your that's your study.
5: Then you have to watch Family Guy.
1: Okay, I'll watch a few episodes as long as I don't start getting nightmares. <laughs>
5: I'll watch one episode of New Girl.
1: One? No, they're 30 minutes. They're like little sitcoms.
5: Perfect. I'll watch it right before bed and have my homework done.
1: Okay, I'll find the perfect episode for you to watch. Okay. Too. Okay, well, here you go. Listen to all of us show members talk about the one movie that we would watch on repeat, For the rest of our lives.
3: Number five. I texted Mike last night and I said, hey, is that Godzilla versus King Kong good? I don't really care about either one, but (laughs) the commercials kind of have me. Yeah, it looks good. Well, It does look pretty good. And I have HBO Max so I can watch it for free. And so I texted him. I said, hey, Caitlin and I were looking for something to watch. And I said, well, Caitlin like it? He goes, no. But I might. You would like it, yes. I would like it. Yeah. Even though I don't care about Godzilla. I really didn't care about him before they were in a movie together. I watched it and I loved it. So what do you give it? I give it 3.9 out of 5 Burning Buildings. It's good enough to where I was entertained the entire time, but just not quite a 4. 3.9? Has that ever been given here? I don't no. think so. It's just, I couldn't give it a 4. Why? It was a little bit cheesy, but in regards to this movie, it works. Do those huge creatures like fight over a city? Is that what it is? Yeah, they fight <laughs> over a city. It's amazing. It's basically two monsters wrestling the entire movie, so I loved it. <laughs> For like two hours. Is there a good guy? Uh, sort of. Not really? You find you find out you watch it. You don't want to tell me? No. Because it spoils the movie? I think so. I'm uncomfortable watching when two good guys fight against each other. Oh. Whenever they had Iron Man and Captain America fight, I couldn't bring myself to watch that Marvel <laughs> movie. Because I don't want to watch two people I rooted for fighting against each other. Right? Yeah. But you liked that one. Yeah, I did like that one. Who did you root for? I rooted for Captain America. over Iron Man? Yeah. How could you do that? Interesting. Iron Man's where it all started. I just thought in that situation, Captain America was in the
5: right Raymundo, what'd you watch? I watched The Serpent on Netflix. It's one season, eight episodes, about 50 minutes each. It's based on a true story. Oh, it's not a movie. No, it's a show. What? They, I- what is it? So it's based in Thailand. It's another language, so you're going to have some subtitles. Sometimes they do English, which is nice, but you forget about it, so it's easy to follow. But this guy it's preys on tourists, and he puts stuff in their drinks, robs them. Steals her diamonds, tries to sell diamonds. If you don't want his diamonds, he comes after you. And the guy went around forever, decades, overseas, Thailand, Asia, finally got him, and he's in jail. That is the good news. That's Wait, not it's, a a true st- it's a true story. Yeah, not a spoiler. Do you know this? No,
3: I haven't seen it yet. It's called The Serpent. Yep. Well, I struggle, though, when they go, hey, watch this show and read subtitles the whole time. That being said, we can't hear, our living room is kind of weird. Sometimes we can't hear. And so we put the subtitles on, we watch Last Chance You. <laughs> I'm all okay yeah. with You're subtitles used when it's to English. It. But I I struggle Whenever we watch that movie um, The one you said was the best movie Parasite Yeah About five minutes into it I was fine with the subtitles Exactly After a while you do get used to it Why am I a subtitle
5: hater? I don't know man You gotta stop that What do you give it Ray? I give it five diamonds out of five. Wow, that good. My warning is if you watch the first episode, you're going to sit there and binge for eight hours, so just be careful. It's really good. The Serpent on Netflix. Sounds good. What have you guys watched?
2: Anything lately? Okay, so we talked about Nomadland, and I told you I was going to eventually watch it. I eventually watched it, and it's good. Guys, it's really good, but I will warn you, it's sad as crap. Like, it's really sad. It's just basically about this group of people, and they focus on one person, but this group of people that just aren't, uh, happy with the way the world works, so they want to just kind of move from place to place in either RV or a van or whatever, and they have these big, you know, areas that they get together and learn from each other on how to live off the land, and it's called Nomadland, but at the end, you realize the root of why they want to escape, and that's where it gets pretty sad.
3: You watched it, Mike? Yeah. Did you like it? It's pretty good. It'll make you want to sell all your things and go on a road
2: trip. Is it Best Picture? Nominated, yeah. Did you know that? No, I did. Well, I knew it was part of the Oscars. I didn't know what award it was up for. But What'd you watch that on? It's on Hulu. Hulu? Hulu. What will I like more? Kong and Godzilla <laughs> or Nomadland? No, oh, Land? No, Kong. Kong, yeah. Kong? yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. You like sad sometimes, and this de- definitely has like a sad feeling around the whole thing.
7: Lunchbox, you watch, watch anything? Uh, yeah, I watched Mean Girls for the first time because my wife had always talked about it, and you guys always quote it, and I'd never seen it, so we were sitting around, and my wife's like, let's watch it. And we watched it. That's alright I think it's a little overhyped
3: Maybe it's more about the time it was in Than now Like for example people go I just watched Friends for the first time Overhyped Yeah because it's not 1999 right now Like at the time Friends was great And if you had some sort of connection to it Even now it's probably good If you were
2: connected to it then
3: but if you just watch it for the first time now, you're going, it's fine.
2: Yeah. It's, little, it's like that with a lot of things. Yeah. That came out a while back. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. However, Eddie's kids love the Fresh he, Prince Yeah, bel He loves it. He loves Fresh Prince. And now he's watching Wonder Years, and he loves that too. Oh, yeah? Oh, he, he loves the Wonder Years. And I love the Wonder... I'm going back and watching the Wonder Years episodes, and they're like so many good life lessons in there, like lessons that I don't even have to have with my kid anymore because he's learning from the Wonder Years. You just go, you're caught up. (laughs) (laughs) All right, son, that's love. Watch this episode.
3: Hey, Ray, I saw they weren't bringing that main guy back for Bridgerton season two. Are you you upset? No,
5: we did a spin the wheel or whatever, a drawing. I'm not watching season two. But you
3: watched season one. I'm saying,
5: are you... He is the most uh, draw-worthy character, I would say, out of all of them. It's it's a pretty attractive guy. He's kind of a B.A., Rides around on a horse. All the chicks want him. He's a good dancer. B.A. is bad, bad. Yeah, Ray's like, oh, I don't know. And then he lists nine things about him. <laughs> I'm saying he was probably the best character. All the other ones were just weird guys that were awkward around chicks. So obviously all the girls are going to want the Suave guy, which was him. You're the only one that watched Bridgerton here? I watched Bridgerton.
3: Morgan, you watched six. it? Yeah, are you I watched s- it. Are you
5: sad the guy's not coming back?
1: Yeah, he's the main character, and it doesn't really make sense that he's not coming back. I know they're changing the storyline, but he was the main reason that people decided to watch it. Like, it was because of him.
3: Is he doing, like, Marvel stuff, Mike? Do you know? I think he's in an upcoming movie, yeah. Yeah. I guess he got big jobs now. Hmm. We shouldn't worry about him. Uh, Okay, that's it. Movie Mike's movie podcast is out. One of the topics this week is if you can only watch one movie the rest of your life, what would it be?
2: It's tough. This is on Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. One movie. What do you watch? That's tough, but I like Forrest Gump over and over and over because it just covers so many different things. And it's extremely long. Yes, I'll take it.
5: Ray? Wedding Crashers. You're going to laugh the whole time. It's one of those you can uh, always get a new pickup line if you watch it that you missed out on the first time.
7: Lunchbox? I had old school just because you want to laugh. You want to be in your living room laughing every time and every time you watch it, it's still funny. Morgan? Morgan?
1: Sweet Home Alabama. It's a perfect rom-com, and you can watch it on repeat and not really think about it.
7: What's yours, Bones? Man on the Moon. Oh, good
3: one. Just love the movie and love the documentary on Netflix. That doesn't count, but they did a documentary about the
2: movie with Jim Carrey, (laughs) too. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number 2.
1: This week, we got an update from Lunchbox. He sent some celebrity letters out, but not as himself. As a child, he wrote one to Carrie Underwood, one to Oprah, one to The Rock, and we got an update on if he heard back from any of them, if he finally got them out in the mail. You know, we just got all the updates, and I am hanging by a thread listening to this because I'm waiting for somebody to send something back. Maybe a restraining order. Who knows? If they find out it's actually Lunchbox and not a seven-year-old kid. I'm really excited about this, so here we go.
3: Number four. Lunchbox sent three letters to three very famous celebrities, seeing if they'll send a picture signed back, right? Correct. This all started because a young kid sent Taylor Swift a letter and said, hey, can I get, like, some merch? And Taylor sent her a bunch of merch. <laughs> we talked about all the letters. We sent celebrities. We were kids. I sent Hulk Hogan one. Eddie sent... Cameron Crowe, director. Ray sent... Cal Ripken Jr. You sent... Troy Aikman. right. Some of us got responses, some of us didn't. I think mine was probably fake. I don't think Hulk Hogan really wrote my, my postcard back, now that I think about it. So the three you've chosen were... Oprah, The Rock, and Carrie Underwood. And in the letter, you didn't send it as Lunchbox, the 39-year-old man.
7: Correct, because I thought they would just ignore it because they're a creepy old dude. So I wrote it as seven-year-old Greg, Amanda, and I forget the other person's name. But he wrote them to... Like a three-year-old, but said he was seven. He's yeah. like, <laughs> I like you do when you movies. I like you on TV. I like to see you sing. I hope to be cool like you when I'm older. Eddie... You had a seven-year-old. I had
3: uh-huh. two of them at this point. Yeah,
2: and, and he writes really well. Like, they both <laughs> write really well. <laughs> Better than the way he wrote the letters. So about a week ago, he was going to mail the letters off. It turns out your wife never mailed the letters. Yeah,
7: she said she would take him to the post office. Boom, never did it. Left them in her car. So what's the clip we have here? So this is me going to the post office and letting the post office lady know, I need to make sure these are mailed and get to these celebrities because I am posing as a seven-year-old. Oh, you told her the whole story? Yeah. You're posing? Okay. That's kind of weird. Okay, here you go. Yes, ma'am. I need you to help me. I'm posing as a seven-year-old and sending letters to celebrities to see if they'll mail me something back. So I need to make sure we mail those out.
6: Okay. Now, did you want to send it certified where they have to sign
7: for it? No, just regular mail. You
6: just need three stamps. That's it. Okay. Yeah.
7: And I'm hoping that, you know, I invited Oprah to my seven-year-old birthday party to see if she'll come. Uh Okay.
6: That's sweet.
7: Does my handwriting look like a seven-year-old? <laughs> I wrote it left-handed so I'd look like a seven-year-old. Oh,
6: you did that on purpose. Yeah. Oh, no. okay. Why are you misleading? Me? <laughs> well,
7: because I figured they're not going to write back to a 39-year-old gross man, you know. <laughs> Thank you so much.
6: All right, dear. i am getting out for you. All right. Wish me luck.
3: She thinks you are a weirdo. For sure she tells all her friends afterwards. Right? I think first, too, she thought he was writing for his kid who's seven. <laughs> But he did say it was for me faking as a seven-year-old. Yeah, that's weird. Um, who do you think writes back first of the three, if any of them do? I would say, if I were guessing. Here, we'll all say on the count of three who we think. Yeah, Pick, Say one name, first name. Ready? One, two, three. Kerry.
7: Lunchbox says <laughs> The Rock. rock. Yeah. You go first. I think The Rock, because if you look online, he does cool things for a lot of people. And so I think he's in touch with his fans. And I think The Rock will do something.
3: The reason that I say Carrie, and maybe you say Carrie too, is I think maybe her people end up hearing this and tracking the letter down and sending something back.
7: But it's not from me. They'll never know. Why do you look at me like that? I'm just
3: saying Lunchbox made big eyes like it is not from me. That's
7: true though. They won't know what letter it is. Right, they won't know what letter it is. She probably gets hundreds of letters a day. I would imagine, right? I mean where did you send the return address to? My house. Because I didn't want them to know Music Square West, that would just give it away. I'm like, oh, okay, we know who this is. So I put my home address.
2: <laughs> this is interesting because they, yeah, they're not going to know who's like what letter it is. Yeah, that's true. But but maybe they know it's a seven year
3: old, and you said it's a seven year old, and they. Ah, uh, I'm still going with Carrie. Okay, well I got the Rock. Uh, we'll check back Monday. We check back every Monday and see if we have any update on the letter. All right, thank you, Lunchbox. <laughs> It's the best bits of the week with
2: Morgan number two.
1: This week, Ray Mundo got his much-anticipated Botox. Now, Ray, I I just, I have so many questions. How do your guy friends, like your really close guy friends in your life, feel about you getting Botox?
5: Uh, Let's see, Billy, I I would say... They're a little behind on the show. When they hear about it, it's already been on social media. So they're weeks back. They'll maybe ask me in the middle of the summer. Hey, I heard you got Brotox. I'm like, yeah, that was five months ago in the Bobby Bone show. <laughs> like, follow along with my life. I'm kidding. If you're my <laughs> But friend, you
1: posted it on your Instagram, right? I know,
5: but my buddies are weird like that. Sometimes they'll go a week. Hey, I haven't been on socials. What did you post? I'm like, it's all good, dude. Who cares? Anyway.
1: <laughs> what about your parents? Do they know? No, my
5: parents don't listen to the show. They're not on Instagram, Twitter. They haven't weighed in. Okay, so, so as of right now, the only people that have weighed in is Bobby Bone Show listeners that I've never met.
1: <laughs> did you like, did your dad ever get Botox when you were growing
5: up? No, 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 no. That, uh, my dad works at, worked at a lumber mill. He's retired now. That was never something that my father, my grandfather, anybody did in my family. So I, I maybe am the first generation to get Botox of us Slater's.
1: Okay, now tell me, I I mean, because I've heard like mixed things. I have friends that get it. Then I have friends who like swear not to get it. Everybody's all across the board on this topic. But why did you get it now instead of like in like maybe like 10 years when you're a little bit older?
5: Correct. It is preventative. I will say this. All the people you see on TV have gotten Botox. Don't kid yourself. Every news anchor, every actor, actress has gotten Botox. It's just a very common thing. We don't live in L.A.
1: That's not like fact-based. That's just Raymundo-based, by the way.
5: Good asterisk. Okay, asterisk. (laughs) Okay, Uh, if you live in California, you're getting Botox. It's all all relative. Here in Nashville, we're with cowboys, cowgirls, I don't know, a bunch of uh, country folk. Maybe it's not normal here, but in other places, Miami Beach, 90210, those places, everybody gets Botox.
1: Okay, so does this come out of your necessary money fund or like your extracurricular activities money fund
5: i will be real we got a deal on it so uh neither of those funds
1: okay so you can go for free
5: yeah let's (laughs) let me put it this way my uh my wife so it's she gets the same procedures done with her breasts that i would go that i went to to get the botox done so she's already paid thousands upon thousands of dollars for these treatments for her cancer, for her breast reconstruction. So because of that, there's a thing called when somebody's already under the knife that you can just get other procedures at a discounted rate. So she's already got discounts. I go in there to get Botox. It's, it's very there. We're very, very close with the staff. I so mean, me I love that, that
1: because obviously, you know, they really helped her after everything that she went through, yes. which is really cool.
5: Oh, they, they were the biggest help. Yeah. A woman getting her confidence back. It all starts it with Dr. Unger and his staff at Maxwell Aesthetics.
1: And so is this your, your potentially only Botox in your forehead or are you going to start getting Botox in other places?
5: I believe that's the only place you really need it as a guy. I've seen some dudes do it under the, I, I mean, I believe to the sides of the eyes, which I didn't get. I a little got
1: like crow's feet yes, situation. Yes,
5: I've seen that. I follow some doctors on Instagram, and they'll do they do their own Botox, but. I just did the forehead because a lot of radio guys, you'll see it. Not even to call out a guy, but there's Fox Sports news anchors that have horrible furrows is what it's called right here above your eyebrows. It looks terrible. And I need to almost message them. These sports guys that have radio shows, I'm not naming them, but they need Botox because it actually distracts from what they're talking about sports. Because all you see is their their old age in their forehead. It really does age you when you have wrinkles up there.
1: Okay, so did you notice that before, though? Or are you just noticing it now because now you don't have that?
5: Oh, I mean, now I'm walking around. I'm like, man, y'all need to get some Botox. Like, whoa, have you not looked in a mirror today? I'm all judgy now. I feel like
1: that's not something you should say. That's kind of one of those, like, you know how you don't ask a woman if she's pregnant? This is one of those, like, you shouldn't say you should get Botox.
5: And I believe now... Hopefully, since I talked about it, more guys will realize, hey, maybe I have um, stressed out a lot in my life. Maybe I have uh, marks on my forehead that I didn't know I had. Look in the mirror, guys. If you have a couple above your eyebrows, in the middle of the head, it's, there's a lot of factory jobs where you're stressing hardcore and you're going to have furrows. Get it checked out. If you have a hat on, a baseball hat on, and you can see your furrows through your hat, if you're furrowing through your hat, you need to go see a plastic surgeon today.
1: Okay, so Raymundo wants you to go get Botox, but I need confirmation. Before you got Botox, did you ever notice this about people?
5: Yeah, because I've followed guys that are doctors that do plastic surgery, and they're always saying, hey, not a lot of people talk about it, but everybody's getting Botox.
1: I feel like we need to dig a little deeper into the people you follow on Instagram.
5: Will Kirby. He was on Big Brother And then he became a famous plastic surgeon and he would, he was known for just giving himself Botox in the morning. Like, all right, I'm ready for the day. Just gave myself Botox. Excuse me? That does
1: not end well for anybody. I,
5: they're allowed to. I mean, if you think about it, they're the experts and they've been trained to do it.
1: He's a doctor. He's a doctor. Okay. Well, you said he was on Big Brother.
5: He was, but he then became a famous plastic uh, surgeon.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, well, that's fair. I know. <laughs> I would hope you'd do it on yourself if you do it on other people. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, here now, this is Raymundo talking about getting his first ever Bro Talks done. And I think he felt a little pain.
5: Just a pinch.
2: <laughs> Number
0: three.
1: Let's go.
3: What's happening? Welcome back to another week. Morning Studio. Morning. Morning. I do want to start with something that came to my attention over the weekend. Raymundo, the guy that runs all the sound on the show, he's our audio producer.
5: He wants to get Botox now. What is this about? Well, it's actually called Brotox, and apparently now that I'm 35, I'm showing my age a little bit with wrinkles. So, I got talking to talk my wife and a company in town said if I start to uh, forward the movement of Brotox, they will give it to me for free. Yeah. Well, it's still Botox.
3: I mean, Brotox is just a funny name for it.
5: Well, a lot of guys think that it's just uh, for females, but also lines make you look older. And with Brotox, it actually will trim off about 10 years of your age. Yeah! Wait, so you want to look 25? (laughs) (laughs) My wife suggested it to me, um, and then she did a poll on her Instagram. About 1,400 people said, yes, Raymundo needs to get Brotox. Yeah! Okay, okay.
3: Can I ask though why you're anxious and looking a lot younger? I've never obviously had Botox or had, but I'm kind of okay with physically where I, I just look a little older because I am older. I think as a guy, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it as a girl either, but I don't know what a girl thinks about, you know, Botox or lip injections. I have no idea what's happening there. But I know as a guy, I think guys are cool to be older. Why are you
5: worried about that? Well, I did have a lot of years when I was working in the lumber mill, a lot of heavy machinery and stuff, and it did wear on my face and stuff like that. So to, if I could it, use something that technology has been advanced to where I can look younger, why not? I, I, That's what I say. And if you stood Ray next to me, who looks younger?
2: You. You think so? Yeah. You look younger for sure. I mean, Ray definitely tries with a hat backwards, which you're not doing anymore. But I mean, I, I feel like if he took his hat off, he's definitely balding in the back and Ooh, all that. Dang. So I would say you. Oh. How much does
5: Brotox cost? Uh, I think it's in the hundreds of dollars. So luckily I got the hookup. Are you supposed to mention a company? Don't do it here. Don't do it right now. No, no, no. I'm good. They just said, listen, if you just start to do it, if people see it on your Instagram that you're looking younger, then they're going to want to go to this place. And so I said, okay, I'll do it. I don't care. My wife is in full support. She's going and holding my hand through the entire operation.
3: And you think if you just post pictures of you on Instagram, people are going to go, hey, wow, Ray, you look a lot
5: younger. I just don't think that's going to happen. Well, that's what they do. So don't tell them that it's not going to work. But I am all in on Brotox. Yeah! Is there a record for Yaz in a segment?
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's betting the over on that. Wow. Uh, Eddie, what do you think? I mean, Brotox. I I don't even, honestly, don't know what Botox is or what it does. Like, I'm assuming that's the one they're injecting, it puffs and it just takes wrinkles out. But again, that's even temporary, right? Like, that stuff just goes away. Botox, what it
3: does, you, you like pop it into your forehead. This is limited knowledge, okay? <laughs>
2: Just all dudes talking about Botox, I have but no idea.
3: This is what you do, and I'll go to Mike for a sec. He's on the computer over there doing research. What you do is you inject it into your head, and it pretty much it cr- like, it doesn't allow movement yeah. in, in the rest of your forehead. What does it do, Mike, officially? It uh, stops the muscles from contracting. So smooth it out. What's it say? Smoothed it out. So
2: the, it doesn't work anymore. Like all the muscles are just kind of dead. Therefore, your face just doesn't move when you're talking? Yeah, pretty much. Interesting. The, the upper part of it. See, I think guys like, like you know, you look at these older actors like Harrison Ford and like Clooney and, the, and even like Brad Pitt. He looks cool in wrinkles. Like, I don't think it's a bad look to have wrinkles.
3: I bet you they still got a lot of work done. Oh, they got Botox too? I would think so. Mm, Anything maybe. else you found over there, Mike? That's it.
5: Okay, Ray, when are you going to get this? I'm going in today, so you, what? Got, yeah, next today? Time, yeah, you guys ain't even going to recognize me next time you see me. Yeah! <laughs> What's wrong with this guy? Do you, you think tomorrow I walk in the office and I'm like, are you
3: Ray's son?
2: You just say, hey, kid. How hey. you doing?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know you were going to come in tomorrow. Okay. Uh, good luck, Ray. Thank you. You already lined it up for free and you haven't talked about it on the show yet?
5: They don't give a rip, honestly. They they just said there's not enough bros that know about it, so do your part, and I said I will. Okay. Uh, we can't wait to see what happens with Ray's bro talks.
4: Yes,
3: Raymundo, I'm not hating at it all. It's just a bit peculiar that you got Botox. Like, you're a good-looking guy. You're, you look young. You're 35. I just think it's a—did you pay for it?
5: No, uh, straight hookup. But that's also the influence of a woman. I'm married now, and she recommended, hey, why don't you do that? You worked a lot in the lumber mill. Maybe you stressed a lot playing sports. You got some furrows is what they're called, those little marks in your forehead. She said it'll trim off about 10 years. you want to do it? And I said, okay. <laughs> if it, And she said you'll feel better. I want you to feel your youngest version of yourself. Why not get Brotox? Why do you keep calling it Brotox? It's called Botox. You're just a guy that's getting it. it, it has You're this, being manipulated. It has the feel that it's a female type thing. Guys can get it as well. By calling it Brotox, it's more normal. It's for my guys as well. We're at the bar. We're talking about getting Brotox. You're at a bar with a bunch of dudes talking about getting Brotox. Hopefully. Maybe this leads to conversation. I, I believe that's what the company was hoping why they gave it to me. Yeah. How much does it normally cost? It's in the hundreds. It's cuz they put some put some CCs in that head. For me, they said I'm a guy, I got tough skin, so they were just pumping it to me. I had w- <laughs> Okay, no, they weren't having to pump it <laughs> to you any harder. The lady did say she goes, "You you have a very very intense skin. Like you have intense reactions and looks, which means that I frown a lot or frown a lot. I get surprised a lot." So those are the indentions that I have that I show on my face from 35 years of laughing, of being scared, <laughs> being happy.
3: He's repeating a commercial back. I feel like he saw it at 2 a.m.
5: on some weird channel. Okay, so tell me what happened. You go in, you sit in a chair. Yeah, I took my wife with me. I said I really wasn't totally comfortable not having done it before. And just right away, I believe they wiped a little moisturizing pad, and then immediately they got the, just like you're getting the shots for the vaccine, shots went in the forehead. How many shots they put in your head? I should put about five, six, seven. I mean, it was at the locations of where my uh, little marks are. So right there in the middle and the upper left, upper right next to my eyebrow. And then I believe right between my eyes. Some of it is a little fuzzy. I was a little scared and (laughs) I may have blacked out for a sec. It was, it was very, very comfortable. Be honest. Did it hurt? They say just a pinch. And really, it's just a pinch. Just a little pinch on the forehead. (laughs) Did it hurt? A tad. (laughs) A little more than a pinch, huh? She said it was just a pinch. Do you feel like your forehead's different? It takes about a week, sometimes two, but they said it would be a very distinct difference when you look in the mirror and see yourself, and you'll almost see your 25-year-old self.
3: I'm not going to throw this person under the bus. I was thinking if I knew anybody, any other men who got it. I do have a friend who is known. I'll leave it at Uh, that. A famous friend. He's very known. And... Somebody was giving me a hard time once, like, "Hey, you should get Botox," and I was like, "Hey, I kind of am who I am at this point, as far as like my skin." And so I, I said, "Hey, guy, you, you, I think they're telling me I should get Botox," and he goes, "Don't do it." He goes, "I did it once, and my whole head froze." What? He was like, I, "I just couldn't stop it from being all in one piece." Um, this is two hundred fifty bucks to five hundred bucks for a Botox around there, yeah. yeah.
5: And when do you have to go
3: back and get another one? <laughs>
5: For a while. They said you'll be good to go. They
2: do want to <laughs> monitor it in two weeks just to make sure everything's good to go.
3: Is this weird or because it's Ray, it's just like classic Ray?
2: I mean, classic Ray, but I feel like I'm also getting sold on something right now. Eddie's like, in today. I hey, just a pinch. <laughs> it's just a pinch. It's a pinch. I'm in. It's
5: the best bits of the week with Morgan number two.
1: We had a really fun young girl come on our show this week, Lily Bumpus. She broke the Girl Scout cookie record of all-time sales. She sold over, I don't know, like 30,000, 34,000, something up there, Girl Scout cookies. This girl is a selling machine, and she made it a whole movement Just listen to this interview. She'll make you laugh. She'll make you smile and just brighten your whole entire day. Also probably motivate you to go sell some things. So here we go. Here's Lily Bumpus.
3: Number two. We're about to have an eight-year-old on the phone here who broke the Girl Scout record for cookies, 32,484 boxes in one season. Dang. She sold online in front of her house. And once she started selling a lot, she started going, how can I use this to give back? And so that's exactly what she did. It's all about her community, cancer research, and she just continued to sell, and she's about to be on in just one second. She also had childhood cancer, and so that was why it was important to her. I just love getting kids on that make a difference, and I believe she's on now. Eight years old, third grader in Southern California. Lily, thank you for coming wow. on the show. Wow. Hi. Hi Lily. Are you just <laughs> the belle of the ball right now? Everybody's like, wow, Lily, you did so great.
4: Yes, yes. You.
3: So tell our listeners what you did to sell all these cookies.
4: I did a lot of deliveries, and I also did a booth of my house. That really helps, too. Um, I also did sell online.
3: People from every state and even other countries bought cookies from you, and those will be sent out to hospitals, homeless centers, and to troops overseas. How neat is it to actually help out other people at the same time?
4: It's so awesome awesome. It feels like there's a million seats because all these people are donating. I never thought this many people would want to donate. It just means so much to me. Do
3: you have a favorite musical artist that you listen to?
4: Um, yes. Katy Perry. I love American Idol. That's my favorite show, though. I, I like watch it every night. I love it.
3: (laughs) Oh, that's really cool. Did you know I'm on that show?
4: Yes, I did!
3: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know. I didn't I mean, Katie's on there for sure. Do you like anyone on this season of American Idol so far? Yes,
4: I like the one, um, the one, the blonde, um, he's blonde. He he made it, he made it, he made it into the finals.
3: Well, that's really cool. I'll tell him you said hello. Is your mom there with you?
4: Yes, hello.
3: Hello, are you Trish the mom? I am. Trish, how crazy is it to see Lily do something that... Not only is a great thing for her, right? But also to give back and you know, you're you're seeing cookies being donated to all over all over the world.
6: It's unreal. You know, people the number one question that we get is how old could you possibly have helped your daughter sell over thirty thousand boxes of cookies? But you know, Lily was born with cancer. So this life and these moments are what we fought for every day. And it's a it's a dream to watch her pull that wagon and reach for her dreams and to see the world respond how they did and are is magic. It really, really is.
3: Did you guys set out to break a record? And if you didn't, how, how did you, at what point did you know, oh boy, we are selling a lot of cookies?
6: We didn't even know there was such a thing. We, we, we had no idea. At the beginning of the season, Lily's goal was to sell 5,000 boxes so that she could earn her trip to Fiji and Australia. And she reached her 5,000 boxes in pre-sales. So from there, she decided, okay, mom, how many boxes do I have to sell so that I could start feeding the homeless and buying food for the homeless? So I said, okay, then you have to sell 10,000 boxes. So she did that in a few days. And we we were told one number was the top-selling number. She had to pull out almost 10,000 boxes, and she did it a week early.
3: Well, thank you for sharing some time with us. And I want to tell Lily the same thing if you put her back on the phone. We just really yes. appreciate you guys.
6: Yes, thank you. Hiya! Lily!
4: Wow. Lily!
3: Hey, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to see Katy Perry tonight. I'm going to tell her you said hello, okay? Because we're shooting some American Idol, and I'm going to go up, and I have this picture of you from the news, and I'm going to say, Lily Bumpus said hello, and um, I bet she's going to say hello back. <gasps> oh my God, thank you! Okay, <laughs> and everybody can follow Lily. Lily, say your say your last name.
4: Bumpus, B U M P
3: U S. Okay, so follow at Lily Bumpus underscore give forward. That's her Instagram, Lily Bumpus underscore forward. Lily, you are a plus and the best. Congratulations! Big things ahead for you. You have a heart of gold. Okay, kid. Thank
4: you
3: so much. All right, bye, Lily.
4: Bye. Thank you. You're welcome.
5: It's the best bits of the week show. with Morgan number two.
1: Obviously, coming in at the number one spot, we had Chris Stapleton on the show this week, and he performed. This was huge. All of us in the studio were so excited about this because it's so fun to talk to Chris Stapleton. But not only that, when he performs, everything just goes quiet. So here is him, his interview, and a little bit of his performance of Starting Over.
3: Number one, the Friday Morning Conversation with
4: Chris Stapleton.
3: I love when Chris comes on. Hey, Chris, how are you? Hey, brother Bobby, how are you? I am good. You know, I was listening to to Starting Over as I was driving into work this morning. And I always love to talk to the songwriter, and that is, that is you. You wrote this with Mike Henderson. That's I, true. In the process of, of this record, what point did starting over get written, you know, when you're, when you're putting songs? And then what was it, and you're in the room thinking about concepts, like how did starting over, how did that come about?
8: Well, I mean, starting over um, as a, where it was written in the course of the record. I, we took about two years doing this record, so I'm trying to think. I don't think that we had this when we started the record. So, um, we started the record in two thousand eighteen. So, um I think this song came in the middle of us kind of shutting down and and touring for a year. Uh and then we, you know, go on to the room part of it. when uh, we got in the room. Uh you know, my process with Mike is I show up about eight o'clock in the evening at his house, we have a few cocktails and talk about life and um this particular evening we were talking about, you know, times in life when you have to kind of start over either by choice or, you know, kind of life kind of presents that to you. And, uh, but also the fact that there's hope in that, you know, there's a, there's a hope in a new beginning and a hope in a, and getting to travel down the road, um, you know, hopefully to something better, even if you don't know what that is. And, and so the song kind of was born from there and, and um, kind of started from line one and, and went to the end.
3: When you have a song with a concept do you write the hook, like the chorus first? Do you, sometimes you start with the you're like, this is the first line of the song and you work from there. What's the writing process like for you?
8: It just depends. It can be any, any different way. You know like, yeah, sometimes I do have a, a title and you write from a concept that way. Uh, but I think we were just kind of thinking about starting over as a general concept, maybe not as a title, when, uh, when this song, particular song was getting written. written um, but sometimes, you know, sometimes you start, like I said, you start, I'm a strum and hum kind of guy, you know, most of the time. And then uh, you hum a melody and what's that feel like? And it gives you uh, kind of direct, you find some words and, and some mumbling and th- those words lead to other words. And and before you know it, you have a song. And um, that's, that's generally the way that that works for me. But I've done it many different ways. I've written entire songs over top of lyrics that were already there. I've written, um, you know, songs from... I dreamed a chorus, and you know, (laughs) walked into a writing room with a chorus. You know, so those kind of things, you just kind of have to walk through the doors.
3: Um, Chris Stapleton on with us. I know you have your guitar with you. Before we talk, before we talk a little bit more, would you mind playing starting over for us? Not at all. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that right now. Oh, here we go, Chris Stapleton. Mm
8: To a
9: better place than the one we're at And I ain't got no kind of plan But I've had all of this town I could stand And I got friends out on the coast We can jump in the water and see what flows We've been saving for a rainy day Let's beat the storm and be on our way and it don't matter to me whether we are where I want to be And honey, for once in our lives Let's take our chances and roll the dice And I can be your lucky penny You can be my four-leaf glow Starting over Starting over
3: Stapleton yeah. right here by the way that is up for song of the year starting over as both artist and songwriter and if this song does not hit number one I quit my show you've heard me say it now Whoa, easy now
8: easy now. Now, now listen Bobby
3: people will stop playing it just to get me to quit
8: okay yeah, I take it. that back Chris <laughs> well I wasn't going to say that I was just going to say I, th- I think it's pretty tight so I mean you don't want to make you don't want to you know you don't want to make a make a promise you can't keep there and if I were you I'd, I'd hang on to that job
3: yeah, I rescind that. I take that back. I take that comment back, back.
8: But listen, we gotta make this song number one. It's the, it's the greatest song. It's the greatest
3: album. I love it so much. Chris Stapleton's on with us. Um, you know, I just around town, I'd see you come to events, and you, 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 know, you drove this old truck, and you'd park it outside the venue at the Ryman once you came in. Uh, I was very lucky to have you come play a show with us, and
8: you drove your old truck and you parked it there. Do you still drive that old truck? Well, I don't know what I was driving at the time. Um, I do have an old Jeep um, that I drive around sometimes. It just got back from getting restored. So, yeah, I drive it around whenever I can. It's it's one of my favorite things to drive.
3: Are you like an old school guy where you like to drive the old truck because of what it means to you? and Or are you a guy, do you have like a big jacked up F-150
8: with all the bells and whistles too? No, I don't have anything like that. Um I, you know I like I like cars though. I like all kinds of cars and trucks and things like that. So um but you know we have farm trucks at the farm and um, you know things that do work but um no I don't have like a uh, a super fancy truck necessarily.
3: What happens at the Stableton farm?
8: What happens at the Stableton farm? We we uh take care of babies. It's a baby farm. <laughs> 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 is is Morgan there with you? She's right here, yeah. Oh, she, tell her I said I, hello and I love her. I always want to acknowledge when she's with you because she is so good. Yeah, she's right here. He I, says you're so I good. You. Oh, and he wants to acknowledge that you're with me.
1: <laughs> hey, Bobby.
3: <laughs> I feel like people miss out sometimes when are talking to Chris because Morgan's right there, and I love Chris, but I love Morgan. Like, equally her own powerhouse of an artist and singer, and they'll sit there and people will just, like, they'll look at Morgan, but it's like, you guys, you're missing out on the whole package here. <laughs> they're both right here in front of you. They're both amazing. Uh, so, yeah, I want to acknowledge her being with you, of course, I watch your career and, you know, I, I look at the lyrics of your songs and I don't do that with many people. I have trouble remembering things. You know, when you write songs, have you ever, like, written a line in a song and you go back and you go, wait, I already wrote that line in a different song? Cause you have, has that ever happened
8: to you where you double up at all? Well, sure. There's only so many words in the English language. And uh, just like there are only so many notes on a guitar, you know, you you probably borrow from yourself more than you try not to, you try not to recycle too much, but you know, you can, <clears throat> if you want to, there's some good things that there's good images that uh, are worth using over and over. That's the reason there's so many songs with angels in them, you know, like <laughs> it's not, uh, it's not a, it's not something to necessarily shy away from borrowing from yourself. Although I think, you know, one time John Fogarty got sued by his own song one time. So you got to watch that kind of stuff. But, uh it's kind of weird to think about but yeah I, I don't know yeah yeah I, I've definitely probably borrowed from myself both intentionally and unintentionally it's just trying to
3: find different ways to say similar things or express similar feelings
8: am I right about that sure or you're looking for you know maybe a, a common feeling that you haven't heard a lot about you know that's the other quest is to you know um, put the put the human condition into a song that we all we all have these shared experiences, and and you know, love and heartbreak are the common ones. But uh, there's there's many many other ones, uh, small ones that uh, are worth examining, and uh, certainly worth connecting with people over. You were valedictorian
3: of your high school class when you were graduating high school. What was the goal as valedictorian, as the smart guy? What did you want to go do?
8: Uh, I went to school briefly to be a biomedical engineer. <laughs> 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 why is she laughing, Chris? <laughs> I don't know. My, I I don't know. I think she I don't know why she's laughing. Yeah. Then, but that's but that's what I did okay. briefly. I like that. I don't know why she's laughing either. <laughs> then I went to business school for a minute. Clearly neither one of those things took, but but
3: yeah, I like it. Okay. All these Grammys you have. Do you put them on display in your house or are they somewhere in like a storage unit?
8: Uh, I haven't seen some of them. Um, I, I put them we take them on when we're touring we put them on the road and like a, there's a ticket you can buy that has like a walkthrough kind of VIP thing that is for the people that those belong to the people to me so I haven't seen them uh, directly myself but uh, all those awards um, I think belong to the fans and I want them to see them uh, I don't I don't make a, a trophy room to myself at my house or anything.
3: So is it weird that I have a shrine to you at my house? No, not at all. Okay, See, yeah,
8: you're, you're allowed you're allowed to do that. <laughs> good, good, that's good. totally cool. And I have a shrine to you at mine, so <laughs> it's that's okay. Okay, um, good, 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 good. Live music.
3: Where in your what's happening with you? Anything where you're like, all right, we're getting close. What's going on?
8: Oh well, you know, we're all hopeful. <laughs> that's what's that's what's going on. You know, the the closer we can get, um, you know, to uh, everybody you know getting these coronavirus things uh knocked out vaccines and whatnot you know we can make public gatherings okay that's that's all um you know we're we're hopeful for the fall you know we're hopeful but you know we'll fingers crossed we'll see what's going on uh, and a lot of it depends on all of us out in the world and so there's a lot of you know mutual trust in the world that has to happen um in order for everybody to get back to some kind of normal, and get some shots and some arms, you know. I got my sh- I got both my shots, and I'm feeling good about it. Yeah, I got I got my second one yesterday. Yeah, how you feeling? Are you good? I was a little slow last night, but I'm this morning. I feel you know, it's just normal, uh, old man feeling bad. Not not any kind of uh, reaction to anything. So. <laughs>
3: Well, I got my second one. I yelled at Chris Stapleton because that's why I want to go see Chris play live again. I dedicated it to you right when they
8: me. You dedicated it to that's me. It. I, well, I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Chris Stapleton's on
3: with us. You dreamed a chorus. What song that's was that? And do they think you're nutty when
8: you walk in and go, guys? Uh, you're not going to believe this. Yeah, parachute was actually a chorus that I dreamed. I, I woke up from a dream and had dreamed the entire chorus to parachute. And I, and I walked into a writing appointment with Jim, with Jim Beavers and said, you're going to think I'm crazy, but I dreamed this chorus last night, we should write this song. And so, and that's what that song is.
3: Do you wake up after you dream it and in, in the middle of the night kind of jot down, or can you just hold on to it? Because half my dreams, I don't even remember when I wake up.
8: I have very few dreams. I can count them on one hand that I remember, and that's one of them. Um, so I don't, I don't remember dreams, hardly ever. Yeah, do you think it's like God reaching out while you're sleeping and going, hey, I know you don't dream much,
3: but let me give you the gift of this song?
8: Well, maybe. I, I read an article that says uh, you don't sleep very good if you don't remember your dreams. So I think there's probably some kind of a uh, sleep deprivation that prevents me from, <laughs> from remembering dreams.
3: There he is, my friend and yours, our, our musical hero, Chris Stableton. Chris, thank you so yeah. much for the time. We love you, buddy. Yeah, man. Let's get that love number one too. song. Thank you, brother. All right, I see you later, it, Chris. Bye-bye.
0: Best bits of the week, and we've got them for you. Best bits of the week, with Morgan number two.
1: That's it for me, y'all. That's the best bits of the week. Thanks for hanging out with me, and I really appreciate y'all taking the time to listen with me and Raymundo. Ray, give me a little yeah. Yeah!
5: (laughs) Yeah!
1: That's us for today. If you want to follow us on Instagram, I'm at WebGirlMorgan. That's at SeasonRaymundo. And of course, the show is at Bobby Bones Show. And all of the fun videos we have are up at BobbyBones.com. So go follow, go like all the things, hang out with us. We're pretty interesting across the board, the whole show. So just follow it all. Thank you guys. I hope you have a great weekend. Bye. This is the Bobby Bones Show. Bobby Bones. I think that's it.